This is the Amateur Hour with Brandon Sicleri. Cool. What makes one pig cool. better than the other? Tim Chagru. Uh, Brandon's the ref, I'm the fan, and JJ's the player. And Marty Finucan. Red blooded American. Was that again, Jeff? Don't worry about it. You don't want to. You don't want to say slipping in a little tongue. I didn't say slipping. You were in a little referring tongue. That was Marty to that said that. You're referring to uh, Ragavan talking about uh, talking into the microphone. Maybe I was. <laughs> it'd be very hard to slip one of these things tongue. Huh. I don't think it would. This be one's hard got a rip in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I get aggressive with it. What, what can I say? All right, Ooh. well, this is the Amateur Hour. I am Tim Chigru. Uh To my left is Marty Finucane. I'm Hello. staring at the beautiful Jeff Kroll right across the table from me. And to my right is uh, Ragavan. That's Is that correct pronunciation? Definitely or not. No. <laughs> so, so I know I say it wrong all the time, so could you it's please true, true. correct me? Ragavan. Ragavan. Okay. I, I have the This is the first time you've ever met him before, right, Tim? Yeah, first okay. time. We've been That's friends fair. for first like First time he's been on the minutes. podcast. No, no, Timothy and I have time. been... Very yeah. close friends. We've been talking about having you on for a long time now. It's it's, it's an honor to finally have yes, you Yes, it is. Yeah, it's an honor to be <laughs> here. So uh, uh, you can follow the show on social media, at Game on Buffalo, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or you can listen right on the Podomatic website. Uh, we're recording it at Adolph's. Wonderful Adolfs. We had a nice time at uh, Brandon's beer blast here. Yeah, Indeed. the beer on, uh, blast Saturday. was a pretty good success. We had I think a pretty mean good attendance. Laces out beer blast. Laces out That's beer true. blast. Yes, it was the. It laces wasn't to out. support Brandon specifically. Yes, laces out beer blast as put on by Brandon. Do we know where the money went yet? Uh, I, I, we we had that conversation. We had this conversation this morning. I believe we're leaning towards Roswell. Okay, nice, good. Yeah, good. That's a great. That's a great cause. Uh, intro music. Uh, I know we've mentioned a few times, but Space Junk is the band who recorded our intro music at Space Junk Music on Facebook, and I imagine also on Twitter. Uh, announcements. Uh, Adolf's where we are now. Back as the bar sponsor for spring session Woo! officially now. so It'll be nice to have the warm weather and actually use the patio in the back. Yeah, I've never I agree. actually been out there. Oh, yeah. I don't we believe had the patio. Don't believe it? There's a huge no. patio don't that's probably about the, the same size as the bar. So. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I'll be excited to have it. I'm looking forward to, Jeff, is recording out there when it's nice out, and yeah. we can take the podcast outside instead of being indoors. Get a little Not fresh that this air. isn't a lovely location where uh, lots of uh, lights around and... Uh, Nice tablecloths that are Irish-themed. Uh, Scavenger Hunt is going to be on August 3rd, so that is now official. We'll be back at Soho Buffalo. Uh, the, the times of the scavenger hunt are to to be determined, but I think it'll be a little bit later in the day than it was uh, last year just for timing uh, things and making sure you know it's easier for us to set up that way and gives a little bit more people time to get there. Maybe recover from the night before, from Friday, some people... Uh, noon is fairly early. Uh, I know Isaac was struggling last year, possibly JJ. So, uh, Yet they still ran away with it. Yes, they did. Well, JJ ran away with it. I don't think Isaac's team ran away with it. They weren't on the same roster. I think JJ did like advanced uh, recon. No. I think he had an insider, an insider uh, 
insider's perspective. There. No, JJ wouldn't. He wouldn't have that kind of info. Mm. I don't know. I like the I'm conspiracy skept- theory, I'm though, Marty. Yeah, yeah. I like the conspiracy theory. You know me. Theory. I'm all about them conspiracy oh, theories. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're all about evidence-based knowledge, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard Marty come up with a conspiracy theory like the Sabres are throwing or, uh, you know, the earth is flat. I think I've heard you argue before. No, me? No, no, that's ridiculous. I would like this podcast (laughs) to start the rumor that Marty is a flat earther. Can we we all start spreading that around the league? I mean, that's not what he said before we started recording. What have I done? (laughs) Uh, Some quick league updates. Uh, Monday nights we have kickball going on. Uh, Standings, basic pitches, 4-0 kickballers. With a Z, three and one. Toe jammers, two and two. Five hundred halfway through the season. Runners in scoring position, although not scoring very much, at zero and three. And strategic two is also at zero and three. I assume that's uh, a spinoff of strategic financial solutions. Um, basic pitches: a hundred points scored and only ten runs given up through four games. That's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, they're okay at this uh, kickball thing. The gym is very small, though. So how many, yeah, how where, many what is the venue for this? Uh, I think they probably play nine. I think they probably get a full nine in, nine. but it's it's usually like forty five minutes or fifty minutes or nine innings, whichever comes first. Uh, big matchups coming up for that. Oh no, I lost my spot. Oh no. Drifting rags has paper copy. Yeah. No, it's all right. Rags <laughs> is on it. Well, look, uh, man, the guy, the guy sends me an agenda. I print it out. Print it out. That's yeah. nice. That's no, prepared. Look, you want to know what you've done? That, you want to know what you've done here. that no one else, that Brandon, Jeff, Marty have never done? Yeah. Printed out the agenda. Hey, I'm yeah. only a guest host, so I have lower expectations. Most of them can't even uh, figure out how to you, open it on Google right Docs, on, let honest, alone print it to out. To be honest with you, usually the, the agenda gets typed up minutes before the show starts. So. It, it did. And I sent it out, and Bragavon still was able to print it out. Look, as uh, an avid listener, I didn't believe you had an agenda, so this is all news to me. The last one we had was episode 32 which is what i changed to amateur hour 40 uh <laughs> kickballers versus strategic two strategic is looking for their first win on the season and then battle for last place as strategic as a double header taking on runners in scoring position and then uh basic pitches against toe jammers basic pitches looking to keep those runs against down at 10 and continue their undefeated season uh wednesday we have floor hockey marty i don't know if you want uh to go through some floor hockey Oh, sure. I can go through a little bit of floor hockey. Let me see. It's convenient that you have a reference there, isn't it, Marty? Thank you, sir. Uh, Let's see here. We got the Blade Runners in first place at 4-0. That's Bobby's team, I believe. Bobby Bobby and Isaac's team. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a good team. They got a lot of speed. Their girls are good. They they really push the pace, and you know they score a lot of goals. So it's tough. Lisa's uh, skills have gone way up since she first came into the league on that team. Hey, we scored. Um, Yeah, Lisa has gotten. I, I, I taught her all she knows, really. Yeah. <laughs> you trained her? <laughs> no. But uh, Quebec no deeks. We so played what them. is she throwing interceptions left I, and right wow. now? Or? I believe the first wow. knowledge she Zing. got from the game was uh, from Bobby McConnell. And Bobby said, look, I know nothing about hockey, but <laughs> I play football. And I think I can uh, figure this out and coach you up. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't figured out if Bobby's actually good at hockey or if he just goes up a million miles an hour. And He's got just, a good shot and he hustles. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to say he... Perfectly stick handles everything, but he can shoot the puck, yeah. and he's really that that in in that venue speed and and you know change of direction skills are, are yeah. paramount. So and uh, will to compete. We know he's not well, yeah. lacking in that department. Yeah, so yeah, true. 
Uh, second place, Quebec No Deeks. We played them last week. They beat us by two, I think. I can't remember the score, but um, another pretty skilled team. They got a couple of guys that can dangle. They're pretty well organized. Uh, dangle is stick handling for yes, anyone who doesn't sorry. know what that is. Yeah, I had no idea. If you're not up and up on the hockey lingo, dangles are stick handling skills. Um, dongles are those little things that you plug dongle. into computers to make your wireless the more device. You know. that's, that's a fact. The Thank you. you know. um, the or to connect your iPad to the television. The the Bitch! Pigeons. <laughs> oh, there's an exclamation point in there. In the middle of it. On the eye. Yeah. Oh, it's a hard eye. Yeah. Uh, two and one. That's JJ's team. Uh, they're irrelevant. Don't really need to talk about uh, that. Dawn's given up only 12 goals on the season, so she's doing a fine job in Dawn, that for them. Dawn's their best player. The rest of them can, yeah. you know, there's nothing to report. <laughs> Let's do that hockey. That's my team. We are. We, we just won our second game of the season le- uh, yesterday. Or did no, you, sorry. Did you guys yeah, start yesterday. off 0-2 and then come back no, strong? we started off 0-1. Went one and one, then one and two, now two and two. So, um, never above five hundred. Never above. <laughs> <laughs> Great analysis. This is going to be his last uh, podcast, right, Marty? No, this is, he's going to be a <laughs> regular now. We didn't tell him the rules, did we? Um, we, I mean, we were a free agent team. Joe, Joe, I mean, people just signed up. Joe kind of threw us together, and then added me and Brandon to the team, and. We're, we're, Solidify you know, we're the gelling. roster with some veteran talent. Yeah, we're gelling. I mean, everybody's improving week to week. So the, um, most of the players on the team had never played hockey before. Second or and third, actually, surprisingly, third most goals given up uh, in the in the league. Th- Thirty eight. Yeah, so. we haven't really figured out the defensive uh, side of the game yet, but um, you know, we're we're doing all right. We lost to the top two teams, and we beat the other two teams we played. So uh, Lenny and the Jets. That's the team we beat last night. Uh, that's obviously Lenny and Amber's team. Not a bad team. No, they're they, good. They, two and they, two they on the season as well. a lot of solid veteran uh, savvy leadership on that team. Lenny knows where to be, when to be there. They, uh, and they returned most of the roster from last year, so Amber's been doing a very good job keeping that team together. And yeah. uh, their girls are very competitive, and there's many of them, so Indeed. that also helps. They, they were a bit shorthanded last night. Kyle had to play net, and he actually didn't do too bad. I mean, he only allowed five goals. Um, which is like a season low for us. So, Kamasin has done pretty de- uh, decent in net the few times that he's been in there. Yeah, uh, he got lucky a couple times. What in the actual puck? One and four. Uh, twenty-two goals scored, fifty-four league high given up. Mm. Uh, I don't know who's in net for them, or maybe they're going with the no goalie approach and playing four runners. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen them play yet, so I can't offer too much on them. But um, I think I think they're a newer team. So they're kind of trying to figure out their way too. Well, they have so. one win, so I don't know who they've won against. Probably the Rattlesnakes, I would think. Who I'd be it'd be funny to see if it was against you guys and it was your first loss and you just no, we like I said we lost to Blade Runners and Capac Nodiques, so you know. Rattlesnakes rounding out the seventh team. Uh, they're zero and four, looking for their first win. Sixteen goals scored, thirty nine given. Surprising up. actually, because Ritz is a pretty good player. Ritz is Sam's a fantastic player. player. Um. Oh, uh, who's their goalie? I uh, I'm not him. sure. Yeah. But we uh, played them. I mean, I remember their goalie being pretty solid when we played them. We won by, like, one goal, I think. So, um, yeah, they'll get on the board eventually. Uh, they're too much talent on that team. Yeah. Yeah. But Upcoming matchups. Uh, let's do that hockey uh, taking on at what the actual puck first matchup, what the puck is uh, looking to move up in the standings. Not going to happen. 
Uh, Quebec No Deeks at Blade Runners uh, battle for first place uh, this coming week against those two teams. Uh, if Quebec No Deeks can come away with a victory, they'll be in first place going forward. Lenny and the Jets at the Bitch Pigeons. Amber and JJ, uh, rematch of last season's championship as Lenny and the Jets fell to Bitch Pigeons in the playoffs off of a Scott Gowanlock goal from mid-court, I think. Mid-ice? I wasn't there. Mid-ice? I didn't know what to call it because they play on uh, gym center, floor. Center so. ice. Center, center ice. ice. That doesn't really work. Center wood. Uh, center wood. Center wood. That sounds uh, appropriate. Yeah. But anyway, Scott scored. It was a 0-0 game going Maybe into the... sex tape or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, he had the game-winning goal. So that's a rematch of that game. And then Bitch Pigeons will go on to play the last-place Rattlesnakes as Rattlesnakes look to find their first win you of know, the season. I forgot to say, our our team name is not Let's Do That Hockey. It is yeah, officially the Squash Blossoms. You guys got to change that. Well, I told Joe, and he's dragging his feet. He knows. So you're saying it's not officially the Squash Blossoms? It, it's unofficially, officially the Squash Blossoms. No, I don't know how else to say it. It's the Squash Blossoms. It's the Squash Blossoms. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and me and Brandon dominate. That's all. That's all they need to say about that. None of your other teammates deserve any credit, or our, our girls are awesome. Okay, they're but what about the other guys that you're specifically not? They're mentioning? learning. They're, they're getting learning. better. Okay. They're, they're, honestly, like none of them had played hockey before th- this league started. So, um, but every game they're getting better. I mean, everybody, you know, we're not the only ones scoring anymore. Sure. So. So uh, we have our the NCAA March Madness tournament is going on currently. We have the Game On Tournament Challenge bracket. Uh, first place will be taking home a seventy-five dollar gift card from Adolf's, as long as as well as a twenty-five dollar gift card from Buffalo Pizza and Ale House. Second place, twenty-five dollar gift card from Adolf's and fifty dollar gift card to Buffalo Pizza and Ale House. And third place is a combination of two gift cards for twenty-five dollars. I don't know off the top of my head. But first place, we have Touchdown Duke with a uh, point scored 550 out of 800 or 1,830 points. Uh, points left, and Duke is the team that he has picked to win. So he's still got a good shot at running away with this. Right behind him with uh, fifth, 550 points out of 1,710 points is uh, Drenko W, and he has UNC. As his uh, game as his winner, so it could come down to whoever you know has the top winner going into the final week between the two of them. And then Matt uh, Cahill won uh, 540 points out of 820 points left. Also has Duke. So those are our top three going into the Sweet 16. Uh, we'll give a brief update uh, going into the final week of that. I Other think, uh, sorry, I think the point with the. Uh number of points left is these are the max scores these people could possibly get right so mm-hmm. touchdown duke and matt cahill are actually in a better position than drenko w yes because they've got yes but what it'll come down to left. is he, he has a shot still because he has a different championship than him so say cahill and uh touchdown duke could get to the last game and either duke say duke's eliminated but unc is still in it he can get all those points in the last round but yes, they have a chance of getting more points than he does at this point because of the earlier rounds he's already had people eliminated. They can't win in future rounds, so probably means he has a team in the Sweet 16 that already got eliminated. Yeah, it makes sense. Sad news in UB men's basketball: Nate Oates saying goodbye to Buffalo uh, to head to greener pastures of uh, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Really surprised, like Alabama was the school. I mean, they have. Incredible resources. They throw lots of money at their sports programs. Not, not Triple the salary. Really. Like, Isn't I get, that I get where the that money. doctor is that does all the knee surgeries? 
Birmingham, yeah, it's James yeah. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he just wants to go for a fitter team, right? Like, a, <laughs> I guess. Maybe. Can't argue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a football school. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought he would have held out for a, a basketball school. Yeah, I mean, know? they've only made the tournament twice in the last 10 years, I think, is what I saw, uh, 2017 and 2012. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, three times the money. Yeah. I, I, you, can't, you can't say no. To that. So it's like five seniors graduating. It's kind of unknown. So yeah. really sucks for UB, but hopefully they can promote within and keep some of the recruits that they have. I mean, it sucks. He announced that he was leaving, and one second later, one of our recruits is like, "Hey, I got an offer from Alabama. Look at that!" And so, <laughs> who knows if he's going to follow Oates there or not? Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean a high school player that was going to come to UB? Yeah. Yes. Well, he had been offered. It was down to UB, Arkansas, and one other school, and then he got an offer from Alabama after Oates left. So, but he was being recruited by UB. Potentially, he still might come here, but if he was going to go well, follow was, Oates, there was another player that actually committed to UB that tweeted something today, like he was decommitting. Re- yeah, he was UB. re-entering the pool to yeah. to. So, what does commitment mean else? then? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe we should ask Jeff. When it, when it comes yeah. to sports <laughs> contracts, nothing. <laughs> Especially coaching contracts. Yeah. I mean, I think the buyout for Oates was two hundred and fifty thousand plus whatever his salary is. So he owed like I thought it was a million. I uh, the buyout was a million for the first year. Maybe it might have been. That's what I, they said on the radio. Oh, okay. I, maybe I, you have more information it than I do. Decreased through each year. Of that the makes contract, sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it brings money back to the university. I'd still like to have our coach, yeah. but they'll uh, find someone. They, they've been to the tournament what three of the last four years now? Four, four out of the last five. five. So it's they're not you know the same old UB anymore. Yeah, so if I they can attract some some coaching talent, that or they promote the there's White Cell and then Hodge Hoxson. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, his yeah. last name, but they both seem to think that they're strong candidates. And then uh, Hodson is the guy who recruited like seven of their people who are either on the roster or had already committed to UB. There you go. So it just seems to make sense for him. Um, coach Jack, the women's coach, also interviewed with Penn State. Uh, hopefully she stays. She's done wonders with the women's program. Um, and then uh, I like to mention this, UB's football team started their spring practice in their brand-new indoor facility on UB's North Campus, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I haven't seen pictures of the inside of that yet. I'm sure it's very cool. It So... Imagine a very much larger version of Sportsplex, and that's what it is. Because it's the same kind of like domed, like peak yeah, in the yeah. middle. Is it like the field house? Uh, yeah, it's it's probably very much like the field house, but it butts right up against the field, which is really cool. Okay. So um, you, can, you can see it from the stadium. They took down that whole far section of bleachers. So what are they doing with Koontz now? It's Koontz, still there, Nick. Yeah, I, it'll still be there for rec sports, maybe rec soccer and stuff like that, or club soccer. Thanksgiving Day, turkey bowls. Yeah. Stuff like that. Intramurals. I mean, I know that's where we used to play intramurals a lot when I was there in college. So I don't know how much they let people onto the fields, though. There used to be this one section uh, by, like, the south end of the or the north end of the stadium where you could squeeze between the fence and the bleachers <laughs> and just go out onto the field whenever you wanted. So Coots Field was a wind tunnel every time you played there because of the way the hills were. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, it's like a glorified sledding hill on yeah. the back of those uh, those bleachers there on the one side. That's pretty much what a lot of people use it for now. Uh, let's see. I have Sabres on here. Uh, Sabres yeah. suck really D. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a question about that. So I'm not quite sure what that means. So are you saying <laughs> Sabres suck dick? Are you saying Sabres suck defensively? Or are you saying Sabres suck smiley face? All of the above. Yeah. I mean, I still like the Sabres, but they do suck okay. D. And they suck on D. <laughs> yeah. And then they suck, but I'm still happy that they're here and not going to go anywhere. 
Um, so my my point. Let's get to the off season. I don't know, Marty, if you have anything else to add to that. I I don't even know what to say about them anymore. It's like they're just so incredibly bad in all areas of the game. It's it's really tough to put your finger on just one area they need to improve on. The D, the D court, it seems like they have no idea where they're supposed to be in the defensive zone at all. Guys yeah. are open in front of the net all the time. Um, offensively, like they're one and done. There's never any like possession. It's there's no cycle. There's no dangerous shots. It's everything's from the outside. Everything's one like one shot, and then the puck's out of the zone. So I, I don't know. There's no net front presence. I have no idea what 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 to do. So I'm not sure how long you guys want to belabor this <laughs> point, but <laughs> I, I don't follow hockey at all. Right. So I wonder what what is happening. How did the Sabers get a 10 game winning streak and then also be so bad in the same season? Was it exceptionally lucky at that time, yes. or did they just fall they, apart for other reasons? Like they got what they got happening? some. Their goalies were playing very well during the 10-game winning streak. They're, they stole a couple games. Um, what did they win? Seven of the 10 games were in overtime, overtime or, or something like that, shootout. And and I think another three or four of those games, they actually had to come back late in the game to tie the, it. The to Cardiac get Kids was what their nicknames were just because they you can never count them out of a game. They'd yeah. be down 3-1 to one and like five minutes left, and they'd end up winning 4-3 to three in a shootout or in overtime. But to Rags's point, it sounds like you can easily count them out now. So oh, like, yeah. oh, you can 100% count them out because they've been eliminated yeah. from yeah. playoffs. They, so. they've, since the 10-game winning streak, they have gone 14-36. and 36. So. It's an epic collapse. Yeah, yeah, that is really bad. It's you mentioned that overtime wins. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of a point I think I was discussing with Brandon at one point. Sometime in the 80s in England, they switched from two points for a win to three points for a win mm-hmm. in soccer. Three and I wonder points. whether there's a, a logic to switching hockey to three points for a regular yeah. uh, game win, yeah. two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss. Is there, there any? There is logic to it. They just haven't done A lot it. of logic to it, which is probably why they haven't done it yet. Because the NHL is far behind in any progressive you know, scoring or standings. Their playoff system is terrible. Though for that point in the EPL, they only get one point administered to each team. There is no scenario if there's right. a tie where there's two points awarded and one point awarded. That's correct. That's but, correct. but still, it means a win is valued much more than Right, and that was yeah. the point. Uh, in, it used to be the case it was two points for a win and one point for a draw, and then the powers that be decided that that did not incentivize attacking enough. Right. And so they decided uh, late a in the win game. should be more important. Than just, just I'll kick draws. the ball around. You need a point, I need a point. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's... Three, two, one. I mean, I don't know if you guys listen to the GR at all, but Jeremy White on the morning show, he big proponent of it. Yeah, like every year, multiple times. It just, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because <laughs> then you can, you could. I, th- I forget if you if you like tie every single game throughout the season, or tie half of the games and then win the other. Like ties are getting you into the playoffs or getting you to the top of the standings, yeah. not actually winning all of your games. Especially if you're losing, because if it's in the other conference. Who cares? Just get a tie. You get a point out of the game. You know, if you give up two points, it's not really that I, big of a loss for you. I might have an unpopular opinion, but I think they should get rid of the shootout too and just go back to ties. Yeah, maybe maybe do a ten minute three on three overtime and then tie. I think at that point you're going to get someone to score in that yeah. ten minutes and get rid of the shootout. The shootouts. Do, I mean, hockey's a team game, and going to a shootout, you're making it one v one. I mean, so it would yeah, it would be like okay, uh, let's get rid of all the fielders in baseball, and right. you get well, like three pitches, and if you hit one out of the park, you win. Right. Well, they do something similar in not not every soccer match, but there aren't there certain tournaments that go to a shootout in the end. What what are your thoughts on that? Mm, that is true. Right. So, 
I think my thoughts on that are like my thoughts on democracy, right? Like it's the it's the worst system we have, except for all the other systems. So, I think when you have two teams that are playing against each other and they're even, and you have to decide a winner, it's compelling. Yeah. It's entertaining. Maybe it's not fair, yeah. but that's something that I say as a fan of England who are notoriously shit at penalty shootouts, right? If I'm sitting here as a German, I'd probably say, <laughs> well, that's great. Well, what's the problem? <laughs> Wonderful. Right. We always right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything system. wrong with this. <laughs> Is the World, Cup, World Cup's had to have been won on penalty kicks before. It has, it has. Yeah. Most famously in 1994 in the U.S. when okay. uh, Brazil beat Italy on penalties. Okay. So that would that would kill me. Like, so we also hate Brent, that. Brent and I were wondering this. So we were at Mezque watching a friendly, and that ended in a tie. Why not just have shootout? I mean, fans come out to watch a game like it's just like, hey, you guys paid to watch this uh, exhibition game, and uh, well, we just tied, so see you later, and then they all leave. So I think that there's something interesting about you asking that question, right? I, I think it's a mentality of the American sports fan thinking, well, why not just resolve this so there's a winner and a loser, where I think other fans of other sports around the world might just say, well, that was the result. We came, we watched, we supported our team, we saw goals, we saw great play, maybe we didn't. The teams maybe were we, even. we were able to get behind them, they were even. Yeah. Why do we need, need to arbitrarily decide that one was better at the end of it? No, and there is a point to that as well, too. It's just, I figure of like, you know, maybe, and maybe you're right, this is a mentality, but me as like a young kid, like 11-year-old Tim or 12-year-old Tim would be like, that's it? That's, they're done? <laughs> they're not, they're, they tied? Like, I'd be so upset by that. Sounds like 12-year-old Tim had to learn to live with some disappointment. <laughs> I know, he did. <laughs> Him Good and Donovan. Did you, right? you have a lot of ties? <laughs> That's right. No, I didn't. doesn't understand didn't. how the game works. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember that when Donovan oh, McNabb? Yeah, didn't, oh, didn't, didn't, yeah. yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know. Pretty inexcusable. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't seem good. So, uh, Bill signed a bunch of players, lots of offensive players, like 11 out of the 14 that they've signed now. I'm disappointed. I'm not. It's so tough to tell at this point. The Patriots haven't signed anybody really, and they're going to be just fine. So, I mean, Gronk retiring might hurt a little bit. I think it will hurt them a bit. If Is it going to hurt them enough that stays. they don't win the AFC no, East? They still, I have, don't know. they still have Brady, which makes up for a well, lot of shortcomings. He he is getting older. He did not have a great season last season, and obviously he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a bad season is winning the Super Bowl. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> even, like. I can't even imagine living in that world. Yeah, where, where a, a guys, this was season yeah. still four thousand yards, thirty oh, yeah, touchdowns, yeah. and a Super Bowl and a ring. Super Bowl ring. And we looked down at like, yeah, but the dude's going downhill, yeah, right? Guys, we yeah. weren't dominant that year in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you yeah. know, the Super Bowl win that yeah. we had. Well, I think it's important as Bills fans and as people in general not to become bitter just because somebody else is succeeding a lot. But it's also difficult not to become bitter when you see that those signs in 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 Boston parades. Yeah. Where it's like 16 years old, 18 championships or something like that. Right? And oh, I just want to punch uh, that kid in the face. That's oh, yeah. fine, though. I mean, <laughs> so, look, what so has he done wrong nothing, other than happen to be all. born somewhere where oh, they're yeah. great? How right? obnoxious exactly. would we be if the Bills were winning exactly. things, you know? Right. You know what's crazy? We're going to find out during the Sticky Bandits segment. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because for some reason, because people have been hard on the Bagulas lately. So I was like, oh, I want to, you know what? I want to look up and see what Robert Kraft did before he became manager. Before of, he solicited prostitutes? Well, before that. Uh, but allegedly. before he bought. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Thank you. Allegedly. Before he, bought, <laughs> before he bought the Patriots. And he made his money in nothing related to sports. He tried to buy like a couple of local networks that covered sports. But that was about it. And surprisingly, because where their stadium is now and where the old stadium was, he like bought land next to it then it was able to acquire the lease for the stadium that the Patriots were playing in. 
and as they like they started to lose money was able to acquire the franchise from the previous owners <laughs> but he like kept them in new england they were on the verge of moving to like jacksonville when this is like early in late 80s 85 85 86 i yeah. think he bought them so or and then it was like early I, I think he had acquired the lease by then for the stadium I don't know if he owned the team, but there was like potential suitors who are like, yeah, let's get out of New England. Let's move. We want to move to Jacksonville or St. Louis, I think, was the other option because St. Louis didn't have a team until 94. So Kraft acquires them in the mid to late 80s. Mm -hmm. And Asian prostitutes are no Asian prostitutes. Yeah. Within 10 years, he has them losing a Super Bowl, but in the Super Bowl. And then within 20, he has them legendary franchise. If I I looked it up, I want to say he got them like early, early 90s. Early 90s is when he acquired the team. And then uh, within four years, yeah, Super Bowl. Get Super on that Bowl uh, phone, Marty. Google this. Yeah, I, I mean, you. I looked it up earlier, so he he might be right on the. Uh, but it was it was interesting that he he bought like the racetrack next to them, so they couldn't use that for like concert events when there was a game going on the stadium. So he could like take away money essentially from the the previous owner, and he bought the team for only like twenty two million or some something like that, or. Wow. So mildly interesting fact about Raghav and Nagarajan, the first Super Bowl I ever watched was the Patriots-Green Bay Packers Super Bowl. Same thing here. 96. Same thing. I think that's the first one I paid attention to was that Super Bowl. I just Bowl. moved to America. We went to uh, a friend's place, a uh, family friend's place who had a Super Bowl party, and everyone was rooting for the Packers, and I knew nothing. So I was like, fine, I'll root for the Patriots. Of course you did. You know, obviously, since then, I, I've learned sure, better. Sure. But at the time, I was like, why, why does everyone hate this team? <laughs> and then your parents realized quickly why they weren't invited to any other family gatherings of any of their neighbors after that. I'm 34 years old now. My parents realized that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't even know what the Super Bowl the year before that was. It was 95. Packers and Patriots? Yeah, it would have yeah, been like the 49ers was, and... Uh, 49ers Chargers was 95. No, it was the Cowboys Steelers. Cowboys Steelers. Cowboys Steelers was one before. So I don't Neil, remember Neil watching O'Donnell, that Neil O'Donnell, Troy Aikman. Yeah. It's so wow. interesting how the narrative of Drew Bledsoe's career was defined by that loss. Because if he wins that one game, don't you look back on his career a little differently? Is he a Hall it's of like Famer? It's a guy, no, no. If he wins that game, oh, if he wins that game, no. he'd be like Eli Manning, yeah. where you would be insisting that he's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> no. even though we all no. kind of know that he's not. He That's won two Super feel. Bowls against one of them. Did against he? I'd never heard that before. <laughs> That's wild. All right. I learned so much on this podcast. Um, but anyways, we can we can <laughs> yeah. we can uh, we can talk about the Bills free agents in a future episode. Uh, break down a little bit more of what they're going to... Because the draft is coming up as well uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, Buffalo Bandits are the best team in Buffalo right now. They are in first place in the Eastern Division uh, with a record of 12-3. and three. I won't go through the rest of That's them. That's a bit harsh. I think you'd probably say the UB men's basketball team is still the best team in Buffalo right well, now. Well, currently... Best because professional team. Best, best professional Okay, team. yeah, yeah. Current team because the other Because if we're going to take team. amateur teams, the Sticky well, Bandits did go undefeated. undefeated. Yeah, no, no. I mean, if we're going to take <laughs> amateur teams, then definitely UB men's basketball. But professional teams and teams that are still playing their seasons, uh, yeah, I mean, they are they have a chance to win a championship, I imagine, this year. Because even if you look at the other division, the Western division, the best team is 8-4, and four, San Diego. Uh, Buffalo and Georgia have already clinched playoffs throughout the year. Screw Toronto and New England. And, uh, wow, Rochester's 2-11. and 11. That's not good. But the, the they're, they're also actually on a, them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an expansion team now. Yeah. They, they, the franchise relocated to, to Philly. Okay, and then which is the also Pagoulas not good. Started a new Rochester Nighthawks team. That's pretty crazy for, because yeah. they want to keep the they want to keep it alive. So yeah. they they own both franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, they own they own the Bandits and the Nighthawks and the, and the Nighthawks. How is that allowed? 
I'm sure if they're the... It would not be allowed in like a major sport, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, sure, you want to have two of these Yeah, things? right. Like, <laughs> we'll give you a five if you want to. Yeah. Of course it standpoint. makes no sense, right? Of course yeah. it makes no sense. He's on his way to being a league commissioner, it seems. Spe- speaking of the Pagulas, what's the this, this stadium talk that they were that so, they brought up at the owners' meeting the other day? Yeah, what was the uh, the update from that? Because somebody mentioned it at work today, and I didn't really hear the, uh, the, the detail. The stadium thing? Yeah. they. I mean, they put that survey out. They said something around 35,000, 40,000 people participated in the survey. And yeah. They're just awaiting the results for it, and okay. they're going to go from there. But it sounds like they're leaning towards building a new stadium at some point. Yeah. Whether it be but downtown or whether it be out by Orchard Park yeah. again. But they said a scaled-down ah. version yeah. of some of, like, we're not going to get Jerry's World. And we don't right. need, we don't need sure. Jerry's unless World. They're gonna, unless they're going to combine football, hockey, convention center in one yeah, you don't need. Do you think that they would really like build something like that out in Orchard Park, though? I mean, I know yeah. that it works now, but I think if they build something new, they'll do it downtown. It's probably yeah. going to be downtown because they can host more events. It's easier sure. to host more events. Hey, for my job, it'd be fantastic because it'd be more justification for public transportation, for infrastructure, extending the rail, yeah, infrastructure in general in downtown. Do people use public transport? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> These Thanks. buses are great, but. I'm not qualified to speak on the whole urban planning infrastructure aspect, but I know from visiting other cities that when you have some stadia downtown, it can really liven up the area, right? Yeah. Like in yeah. Seattle, for example, there's there's areas where they've got both of those two um, incredible stadia, and it just it feels nicer. It feels more yeah. modern. Modern, yeah. 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 But so I think Lucas Oil Stadium is probably what we're going to end up getting. Lucas something Oil, like that. Ford Field. They said the, yeah. the new Minnesota stadium. That would be great. Uh, Mark Polonkar said probably looking something around that budget. Around Whether a, it's a, a dome or not, I, I would think retractable domes. Retractable so we can, is what makes sense. Yeah. Google said he doesn't want a dome. Well, the part of this that makes me uncomfortable, and I'm sure we're not going to go into this in detail, is how much of that is going to be taxpayer funded. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Pagulas footed a majority of it. I would because when he, when he bought the team, he sold off enough of his land that he had fracked before he, to buy both like two franchises, like seven hundred fifty million. So fracking's not yeah, all bad. Sold no, no. So I, I mean, point, I wouldn't be one point seven billion or something. Was it that much? Yeah, something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Harbor Center, all the other developments they've done. I wouldn't be surprised if they just you know we're just they own the new Labatt place. I mean, that's build Labatt. a stadium and call it Pagulaville and you know solidify our legacy in Buffalo. Yeah, like, Labatt operates in there, but Pagula owns that building right. where the new Labatt brew house is. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. It's going to be big for Buffalo, you know. Suck for tailgating, but, you know, we'll figure it out. You know, yeah, we'll wait, figure it out. But I mean, maybe that's it'll what actually happens. be better for tailgating because if you think about it, tailgating right now mm-hmm. involves incredible amounts of irresponsibility. <laughs> Driving <laughs> quite a long distance yeah, and yeah. then just saying, it's been three hours. I stopped <laughs> drinking at halftime. We're cool. Right? That doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Yeah, like uh, building an infrastructure within a city where you can get there by public transportation. Yep. Yeah. You can, I mean, safer. you can tailgate <laughs> at UB South Campus at that point. There's plenty of parking around there. Everyone hops on the rail and then takes the train in for the yeah. game. Yeah. And assuming if, if it happens and if we can extend to the south, same, same thing along, you know, a southern route. So, mm-hmm. Or even UB North Campus if the plan goes through to extend all the way out to, I think the, the plan is to go out to North French Road all the way out north into Amherst. So... Look, there's a lot of potential. It'll be exciting to see exciting things for the city coming forward with that, with the stadium deal. Hopefully the teams can get good at some point to, you know, foster that. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Not interested? Maybe they will. Boring (laughs) storyline? Isn't it better? 
What, did they lose all the time? Yeah. No. No. Why? What? <laughs> After Liverpool chokes and loses the Premier League. <laughs> you, can tell me, you can tell me if it was better or worse, Rags. How about that? All right. Was it better when England lost on PKs, like, in the, in the World Go on. Cup? Like, <laughs> when did better? that happen? I don't know. So it did happen. It just didn't happen recently, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man! No, uh, they, they bravely made it to the semifinals. Did they? That's what they did. And then bravely lost to Croatia. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys want to? Before we jump into the clearly way more important sports, uh, take a quick break so we can grab another drink. Let's and do stuff. it. Sure. Definitely. All right. Who, me? Like, yeah, like a British accent. Uh, well, not me. <laughs> just certain words. <laughs> I thought he just meant certain one, words one says, but he means specifically. You specifically. No, you. Specifically, uh, I, I'm still Raghavan. 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 That's not a British Raghavan. accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> accent that is. Well, look, at t- how long did it we take me to say uh, Seclary? <laughs> I'm glad that you just got it right right now. I think that was the first. I Sam- think, so it's taking you that long. Swansea. 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 Samsonite. Samsonite. Oh, we were way off. Naga, naga, not gonna work here. Not gonna work here. How many times? Here. How many times did you hear that in your life? Oh my god! Actually, not that many. Really? Yeah, I've used. Really. You're the first one. Well, look, Tim. if you, if we want to chart the course of my name over the course of my life, I think we really have to start probably when I moved to America. And uh, Jeff's wonderful brother first was calling me Apu, Apu on the bus. Of course. Oh my god! But then there was a uh, there was a mutual friend <laughs> Different of ours. Times. He yeah. was the most famous much, Indian in the world. It's, a, it's an honor. <laughs> But there was a mutual, I, I say friend, but there was a mutual acquaintance of ours who was a maniac I- in other ways. And uh, he also sat in the back of the bus. He was a senior when we were freshmen. And he was like, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm Raghavan. He said, Waffle Maker? So waffle the name maker. Waffle Maker uh, is Waffle Maker. Was yeah. it like uh, a rookie of the year when he can't? Rosen yeah, Hall. yeah. Rosen Garden. <laughs> we really have to put Waffle Maker on the back of your next jersey. Garden Hoser. Garden Hoser. <laughs> waffle Maker. Uh, all right, so. Indoor football championships. Uh, Slither in that end zone. Champions, Blue Division. Uh, finished the season 5-4 and four, uh, with a winning record and a last-second championship win over Talent Juice. Now, I'll give you, from my perspective as quarterback, they score. We have pretty much like six seconds to throw a Hail Mary pass. Uh, we throw one quick one. We get about, you know, maybe 10 yards. And then one Hail Mary. Heave the ball to the end zone. I see Malcolm jump up for it, but he's surrounded by all green jerseys, Slytherin. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, how was I expecting to win on that? You didn't draw a It's a Hail Mary. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we everyone goes this way. One person goes this way. I try and look them off. Um, and then I see the yellow flag come out. I'm like, holy crap, this is not going to go well for no matter what happens. Yeah. If we win, it's going to end Yeah, that ends in a riot. They threw yeah. a flag yeah. on a Hail Mary? Yes, yes. Oh, they did. No. And I, from my angle, I'm like, I wouldn't call that. But everybody on my team said it, and yeah. Jordan was confident. He's like, no, it was pass interference. He had his hands on his shoulders when he went up to go and try and knock the ball away. I had the same view that you did, Tim, and it looked like an egregious flag at and first, funny. and I thought, I can't believe they're going to throw that in this situation. Well, but everyone that was right there said, like, yeah, yeah. he definitely like, shoved down. If anybody's going to make that well, call, it's going to be Jordan. Everybody was on talent yeah. was right there. Look, so. I mean, it's a difficult call. If Fair. it's the correct call, 
and you, that's a good ref who throws the flag on that because it's the correct thing to do. And not every ref that, is going to do that. That is a courageous move to throw the yes, flag. Yes, absolutely. In that, uh, Especially that if you think I'll it, admit that. They said if you think it's the right call or if it is the right call, most refs are going to be like, nope, yeah. incomplete, game over, and just get out of there. So. Not not to get off topic, but with these new replay rules in the NFL, oh yeah, they're talking about that today. Like hail marys are now going to be subject to. Like, I think I had that reviews. I think I had yeah. that in there. So yeah, it is interesting. We could have booth reviewed that if we were in the NFL. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. So it's not going to increase any challenges because no, the they can't challenge because hail marys come when at the end of halves. halves yeah, that it's got to be a booth review. Correct. So if there's any contact by rule, the booth has to buzz down and call a penalty. Yeah, you know, if I'm the ref, if I'm the ref <laughs> well, of the I'm booth, sure I'm already I'm already getting in line for the bathroom at that point, so <laughs> I don't ever see those. <laughs> I don't ever want to have to deal with them. Well, sure, it's possible that they're asleep at the job, but I mean, even if you're actually looking at the interpretations of the rules, I mean, surely the current referees are applying the current rules. So unless you're implying that they are just not seeing a lot of penalties, they usually just let it go on Hail Marys. Well, then why wouldn't the booth let it go as well? Because it's the same directive from the same league office that's giving them. Yeah. I think it's tougher though when you have when you know that you've got like a nationally televised audience yeah. that's watching replays over and over right. and over again. I think refs are going to feel more inclined to Thrill. be like, "Yeah, I can't look look at the camera with a straight face and say I've seen 20 videos of this and I don't think it's pass interference." Whereas it's easier for them to just be like, "Hey, I didn't see it in the moment." Yeah. On that. So the question too is, do they get to watch it in slow mo? I mean, I don't think we heard. I think all, all replay should be regular real speed. time. If you can't yeah. see it in real time, call on the field stands. Yeah, that's it. So uh, other I notes. Think Brandon has yeah. said the same as well. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. To go back to the uh, sorry, Slytherin, Slytherin game. Sorry to change the subject. I, I, I don't know. It was a really good game. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there was. Uh, so I had one pass that. I'd like to have back. I underthrew Hoff just a little bit. Um, he thought it was going to carry more than it did, but the, I don't know their defender's name, but the whole way it's like, okay, this is just going to carry over top of him. And at the last second, he just turns around, sticks his hands out, and picks it off. Tim, you're I don't know getting if he, older now. you got to step into your throws. Step into my throws or just not worry about overthrowing people. So, But I overthrew Rachel a couple of times in the game too. I had her wide open on some crossing patterns or deep down the sidelines and just weren't able to connect on anything. But congrats to Slytherin. They played very well. They played really good defense. They're, they're a tough team to play yeah, against. Yeah, and so I'd say two things about that game because obviously I was there. I watched yeah. the whole game. The first thing I would say is after you have a lead and you're up by what? Was it seven points? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm being uh, inaccurate. After Slytherin is up by seven points and they think, we have won this game. And then you guys drive down and you get the Hail Mary. Yep. Actually, I think at that point they were up by one point. Sorry. Yes, they were. They're that, up by that, one point. You go for the Hail Mary and they get the penalty against them. That's so demoralizing yeah. as a defensive team. For them to then bounce back and say, we'll actually defend this. And it was a great defensive play by that guy diving across to knock it away. Yeah, I mean, I thought I had Malcolm I mean, wide open play. on a crossing play. I met Hoff wasn't open to begin with. He worked his way across the field. Was open, but I don't know. When you're back there as a quarterback, it's so tough to yeah. throw to the keep front of the end zone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> True. you're right. Yeah, but so th that was the first thing I would say is that they made an incredible bounce back play after being demoralized by getting a, a penalty against you on that deep ball. And the second thing is the first play of your short drive. I wonder whether it was legal, but it was also really good. So what you did was you half snapped the ball. You immediately gave it to him. He took four steps forward, kneeled, and then went to snap it again. But I'm pretty sure as he ran forward, he grabbed the puck so that the puck would be set there. No, I, I grabbed the puck. Oh, you grabbed the puck. Yes, okay. I grabbed the puck. All right. Well, he yelled at me to grab the puck, but yeah, I, I grabbed the puck. Because I was like, can you move the puck during the play? That'd be interesting, though. 
that if you yeah i don't think you can move the no i don't think so either that would be some sort of penalty because how how would you <laughs> especially if he hasn't caught the ball what yet what would you call that illegal procedure uh unsportsmanlike Unsportsman-like, probably you'd have to call it unsportsmanlike like, just because yeah. there isn't a term for it if you're yeah. messing with uh, stuff like that i think you have to um, but congratulations to them. I should have wrote down their captain's name. That's a fail. So their on my captain's part. name is Gary. Mm-hmm. Gary. Gary's the I, captain, and Newman is the uh, the the quarterback of the team. And then I know Jake Dunn also plays on that team, uh, known from college. So congratulations. Uh, I think he played last year, but I think he was as a free agent. He got picked up by a team. So it was cool to see those guys uh, come back. Uh, so actually, I do have some stuff written down here. So uh, Captain Gary's it's his first championship uh, win in the indoor session. So congratulations to Gary. He had a uh, Lost in the championships with uh, Raidenmacher, which is Bobby McConnell's team. They fell to NWO, which was led by Frank Ledico. So it was their indoor team. Uh, not Wanderers, but several of the same players, plus a few other from uh, the Game On League. And then he also lost earlier in the indoor season when we were back at the BNCC uh, as part of Show Me Your TDs in a playoff matchup against Proforma, which Proforma was a really good team as well, too, in indoor. They very difficult uh, team to play against, but they, you know, they. I think they were like three and four. So Proforma didn't they, Proforma have Josie on their team, who is now yeah. the captain of Legends. Correct. Yeah, Correct. they had a binder, like a, a play binder, with different formations. <laughs> I swear, like the last. So time they I know, I know, North Buffalo years ago in indoor used to have a binder that they would bring to games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're confusing the teams no, no, or no. If there's more than one. There's with, more than with one binders. Yeah, these guys. They, yeah. The, the quarterback had a binder with wow. formations and plays and. I'll have to ask so Josie if they sell that binder floating around somewhere. I'm pretty sure. W- was this I a s- pro forma binder or bespoke? I don't. It was a don't pun agree. on pro forma being a generic oh, got oh, document. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Wrong crowd. <laughs> You're doing so well, Ragavan. <laughs> <laughs> <and then, laughs> uh, I remember. I think it's Josie standing on a table at Vinny's at some point, like dancing on a table really? at Vinny's. What? Yeah. Are you, you're thinking of Joel. Maybe I'm thinking of Joel. Joel like did that often. Joel from your team? Yeah. No, definitely a guy from Pro Forma. Okay. Oh. I'll have to hey. ask him sometime. Yeah. You correct me if I'm wrong. I might be thinking of somebody else. There's lots of Joes and lots of uh, Ks or Zs that I play on different teams uh, in the indoor season. So. Yeah. And then, so and yeah. And that's our show. And that's thanks our show. And, uh, Wait time for those just a sec. There's one more important. <laughs> he just cut my, he just cut my mic, didn't he? Wow, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> no, I cut everyone's volume doing there this. There you go. Uh, no, I think we have one more topic, Tim. I do. I think we do have one more topic. So, uh, Sticky Bandits, indoor football champions, 9-0, and 39-37 over the Legends. Uh, so I went through and tallied up your guys' uh, point totals. So you guys finished the season undefeated with 384 points scored and 229 points given up, including the playoffs. Including the playoffs. Correct. So we had the number one defense in the league. I believe we still finished number two in offense to Legends. We never caught up to them. It's a tough game, very tough game. Uh, so I don't know if you want to walk us through it a little bit, Jeff. Oh. I'm going to pass Tim, it over. Tim, <laughs> does he ever? Tim, I would be happy to walk uh, pass you through it over the game. To, to Rags, you obviously, Ragabon, you were there so. as well. So uh, well, for, first, uh, congratulations on your guys' win. Very Thank hard-earned you. win. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Actually, I went back and listened to some old podcasts just for some inspiration. Oh. And there were a few great moments from uh, from earlier uh, earlier this season, before the season started where you were talking about how much you hated the Sticky Bandits and how you wanted us to lose. All of this is available. Still stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that still stands. So uh, 
I yeah, Tim, I, I just want you. you to know hate it was, is a strong word. I don't hate you. Uh, well, I just want hate you to was lose. the word that you guys used on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's your word. Hate the team, not the people. There yes, you go. No, no, people. we're delightful people. Uh, so there is one thing I Rags do want included. I do want to mention is that uh, so Ragavan, fully a part of this team, though did not play a snap. Ragavan. Yeah, so I'll say Ragavan. this. Ragavan. 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 Sorry, you, I'll say this. So there's there's two people that didn't get a chance to play uh, this session. Well, Ragavan didn't get a chance to play at all, and uh, he's been on the team since the very beginning. We we founded the team back in uh, it was spring of 2012. When we founded the team, and Rags, myself, Alex Booklis, Chris Granditz, and Ricky Recchio have been on the team from the beginning. Now Chris Granditz has moved away a couple of times; he's come back. It's good to see him back on the roster. Oh yeah, phenomenal! I would say one of the highlights of the year for me was watching uh, Granditz catch a deep bomb over Legends. So that was very satisfying. But we've had five people on the team from the beginning. Obviously, Rags is injured right now. Uh, what, what did you just have? Your second uh, knee surgery, Rags? ACL. Yeah, that uh, ACL surgeries yeah. on both knees. Yeah. So Rags is just biding time until he can make his comeback. Uh, so Rags wasn't able to play this session. But and, still uh, showed up frequently for games and was able to be there and still in the team photo. Very Absolutely. much a part of the team, well, even though 100%, not. Yeah. 100%. And we like, you know, we also have other guys like Ricky Recchio came to two of our games this year, just guest passing. You know, people like Ricky and Rags have been with the team from the beginning. So, you know, obviously they weren't on the field when we won the championship, but that's two more people that are champions with us. Correlation does not equal causation. There you go. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, so Tim, you want me to walk you through this game? So Can I actually uh, uh, let me back up a second, also, because we 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 didn't really get the chance last week to talk about the uh, the semifinals matchups. No, yes, you're right. So, yeah, sorry, I know I did a really crappy really podcast. Uh, like I don't need to talk about all of it. I just wanted to make yeah. one note about, about it. Uh, at twelve thirty. I, I know I was able to talk about the wreck you up matchup because I was in that game, sure. but not about many of the other ones. Yeah, my crappy podcast from my hotel room in Cleveland at 12.30 at night in the morning. Yeah. So so our, our semifinal game last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about, I won't belabor that much other than to say we were playing against Pick 6 and Side Chicks, and Pickens had one of the most ridiculous games I've ever seen. Uh, he was ridiculous, uh, just making catches against us left and right. We knew coming into that game he was the guy to stop, and he still found a way to get yards and score. So tremendous effort by him. He's a game on legend. He he really is a game on legend. I think the I, guy's phenomenal. From what I had heard, it was his plan to go back to wide receiver and for them to keep a similar setup to what they had in indoor. It wouldn't be a bad and idea. Maybe him. maybe moving down a division and him playing wide receiver. Yeah. Don't I don't think they need to that. move down a division with Pickens. I mean, no, I mean look, phenomenal. he's a he's a stud at wide receiver. Keep throwing to him, and they'll be all right. So that was the that was the semifinal game. Basically, you wanted to um, give uh, congratulations to Pickens on his very well-played game. 100%, yeah. In the semifinals. 100%. Uh, so, Sticky Bandits, after their victory, would go on and play Legends. First appearance in the winter since uh, of winter of 2009, so it was the first time since uh, sorry, 2016. First appearance in, uh, in Game On for Indoor. the Sticky Bandits. Yes. Period. Since 2016. Correct. So, my, our, I've, I've told Marty this before, but our last game prior to this session for Game On was losing to Totes Magotes. Rags was actually quarterback. Couldn't in that stand game. the embarrassment, so we <laughs> 30, Yeah, that's it. If you lose to Totes, you can't show your face around that league again. <laughs> no, Marty, I have to. So it's thirty-eight to twenty loss. Uh, was it close, or was that like a hey, we got when like was a this? gender? This is 2016. You want me to three years ago? <laughs> Jeff, he doesn't. Oh, I remember everyone. You remember, I remember well, everyone. Give me a rundown of how that game I'll, went. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to tell you the specifics, but that feels pretty accurate. 38 to 20. That's that's how the game felt. Yeah. It wasn't like they got a late score or something. They were the better team that day. They and, beat us pretty good. And then prior Still to are. that, uh, Sticky Bandits. Uh, since there was their first championship since their loss to Bad Friend Squad, aka. Lost yeah, in the our sauce. first correct. Our first game on championship since uh, our our game in D two against uh, they were called Bad Friend Squad at the time, but correct. they're lost in the sauce now. We lost to them in our last outdoor game with uh, with Game On. 
And I that think was that a pretty was the game in which loss. Nick Such had one of the greatest interceptions I've ever seen. Uh, his last name is Wentz. Such, I ah, think, is a different guy. But never mind. Nick yeah, Wentz. Nick Wentz. Yeah, yeah. He, so he, he was incredible. Yeah. It was raining that day. I remember it very well. We could not catch a ball to save our lives, and they were making plays like weather was not a factor. It was incredible. You know, yeah. uh, Alex, our quarterback, throws 10 yards, 15 yards down the field to the sideline, outside, along the ground for Dave Baker to dive for it. And Nick dives in front of Dave to slide and catch the interception off basically the ground. It was incredible, Nick's incredible. incredible player. I think Nick is playing for a menace. And, and it wasn't like it, and it wasn't like that was a blowout game, forty-seven to forty-one. It was, yeah. yeah. Now it I didn't was, write this down, but do you, obviously you probably know off the top of your head before that what was your guys? You guys won the championship the fall or spring. We've before? we've been in seven championship games. We we lost our first championship game in D five to a team called Sixty Niners. We won our second attempt at D5 against uh, Labatt Blue Crew, or Labatt Brew Crew, whatever they were calling themselves Blue ballers, back then. yeah. yeah any, any combination of those uh, names. Any, any one of them, yeah. So we, lo- we beat that team. Then we played Kung Fu Hustle in, uh, in D3. We lost that championship game. Ra- uh, our starting quarterback, Alex, was out of town, so we put Rags in kind of at the last minute. Didn't have a lot of practice. He's great at filling in. I think that was probably an audition and got him future jobs. You know, I, from that. He listen. He played great. We were winning in the second half of that game. We just, you know, they were a great team and we couldn't keep up in the end. So we lost that game. Then we lost to Bad Friend Squad. So we were one and three in championship games. We've uh, we've we played in a couple championship games. Uh, well, we played in other leagues, and this was our seventh ever championship game and our fourth uh, championship win. So we're four and three in title games now. But so I, I guess my point in this is. Of all the championships games that you've played in, is this the biggest one that you guys have played in? Your biggest victory? Yeah, I would I would say yes, just because of the caliber of the opponent. Yeah. So you look at like legends, and uh, you know it, you have a weird feeling when you're watching a playoff bracket unfold because part of you wants like good teams to get upset so you don't have to play against like great teams. But at the end of the day, like you know your most satisfying moments come from beating great teams. Legends is unquestionably a great team. Travis is a great quarterback. Baccio is an incredible athlete. Uh, I'm not going to know all the guys in their team. Josie, a great athlete. Their girls are incredible. Uh, you know, Kyle wasn't there for the championship game, but he's an incredible athlete. Uh, I'll touch on their girls again. So between Val and Taylor and Casey, like I always think that Stace, uh, that Sticky has an advantage going into most games because our girls are always going to be better than the other teams. But Legends is a team like they, I mean, their girls can stack up against anybody. Casey is so fast. Taylor and Val are so skilled. That uh, you know, they're just in the so solid. Season they had, they had Salisbury times. sub She's a couple so times. Too. They had Margot sub in the regular season. So they 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 were just stacked at talent. So, so I would say it's our most satisfying win, just because to go up against those guys and get a win is incredible. Yeah, and I, talk, you, know, you said talking about the females on their team. I've some of the best hands I've seen at all in the league. I, just in terms of people catching the ball. Also, I'm pretty sure that Casey is the fastest person in the league. Yeah, maybe. Not, yeah, you don't even need to qualify the person. gender thing. Yeah. yeah. Casey is just incredibly fast. I actually saw her at uh, the gym yesterday. I'd pay to see her and Tiger in a foot race. I would pay yeah. to see that as well. See Maybe we can arrange that. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that's why we have to have the game on combine. So, <laughs> forty yard dash, yeah, cone yeah. drill, yeah. Oh, I'm all just about don't that put me against dash. Casey. Man. I think maybe we could get Len to <laughs> do well on the cone. You, Jeff. I'll take that any day of the week, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> I don't think I'm that old and slow yet. <laughs> if we put, if we put some beers at the cones and the cone drill, uh, Len might do pretty well. In that. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would agree on the same, like the level of competition that you guys played, the team that you beat, they won the championship last year. They're there defending their title. Incredibly difficult game. I, I thought, uh, so what was your strategy going in? Well, it's funny, actually, we, we had talked beforehand and we had a strategy going into the game about how we were going to play defense. We don't strategize for offense. 
we don't feel like we need to. Like, Alex has a great feel for the game. He goes out there. He doesn't even like to call plays very much. It's just like, go out there. You guys know what to do. Get open. If we see a mismatch that we like, we'll call it during the game. But there's no need to do strategy for offense. We, we spend a lot of time talking defensively about what to do. Uh, you know, we know the players on the other team. We try to figure out, you know, what our best, uh, best defense is. We, we had a plan going in where we did not anticipate that Casey was going to be attending that game. As soon as Casey got there, we were like, is she a decoy? Game-breaking. Is she re- yeah, she is game-breaking. We thought, is she really going to play this game? I know she's been like battling some kind of injury. And uh, when she actually stepped out there, we were like, all right, well, we have to scrap our entire plan. We can't defend the team the way we were planning to with Casey. We have to just change everything. So we ended up running a, a different kind of defense. And, she still uh, scored a deep oh, touchdown immediately. on like, the second drive. The, yeah, the very, well, I think it was the very first drive for them. She immediately caught a deep ball for a touchdown. She really is just game-breakingly good. So we had to change everything when Casey got there. We came up with a solution that we thought worked, and I won't get into all of it because I don't like to give away our secrets, but uh, we had Andrew Rush, and uh, Andrew was phenomenal. I'd say player of the game. Player of the game, game-breaking. He was was, was 100% the finals MVP, and, you know, he, he's such a trooper because usually throughout the season, like, you know, people get more playing time, like playing on offense. You know, he's used to, you know, doing coverage on defense. And we said, look, I'm sorry, going into the championship game, like what we really need you to do is rush the quarterback. And a lot of people don't like that assignment. Andrew never complained. Uh, he went in there. He Four times he batted passes out of Travis's hand while Travis was dropping back to pass. And twice he, he sacked Travis once for a safety and the last one was for the game ceiling uh, sack on the last play of the game. To keep it 39-37. To keep a two-point lead on a two-point conversion, he sacked the quarterback. So incredible, incredible game by Andrew. I was going to say, a couple of tip passes he had are on two-point conversions as well. And Correct. that's the game right there, you know, if they convert sure. on those. One of them so. was for an interception. Yeah, yeah. so if you, if you look at the flow of the game, as much as we feel like we did well defensively, the truth is they scored on almost every possession. We had two stops the entire game. We, we sacked them on their second drive for a safety. And we had a tipped, Andrew tipped a ball that was intercepted. So Andrew accounted for both of our two turnovers, and that was the difference in the end. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And so we're even on the sidelines. I'm like, man, that seems like a lot for a safety. And then Hoff turns to me and he goes, you know how hard it is to get a safety in this yeah, league? Yeah, Like uh, to, to have someone in the end zone get yeah. sacked, especially even to sack Travis. Cause exactly. I, Travis is incredibly, He's as as yeah, incredibly agile, yeah. uh, very tough to sack. Yeah, uh, knows how to get away from people to get himself into throwing position, right. and I just felt like Andrew had him uncomfortable the whole game, the whole game, even yeah. on plays where he didn't tip the pass or maybe he didn't sack him. Yeah, you get put in him a, in a bad exactly. situations of making throws that hey, normally he can you know set yeah. his feet and throw the ball, but here now he's off balance or backpedaling while he's trying to throw the ball. It makes a huge difference. So I do agree with you, but I also think that we should highlight the fact that we're describing how Andrew is throwing Travis off his game, getting in his head, doing all these kinds of things, and they lost game by two points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, this shows how talented that Legends team is, right? Like, we're, we're talking about how great we did in yeah. these moments to win the game <laughs> by two points. Right? right. But things that you have to do. And to we're talking about getting team. in Travis's head, and yet they scored on virtually every possession of yep. the game. So, yeah. I don't know how much we got in his head, but ultimately we got those two turnovers, which was amazing. Right. I'm curious as what your game plan would have been had it been us. It would have been different. Didn't really that need a game plan for that, right? Oh, it's, yeah. uh, you just let their quarterback drop collapse. into a zone. Stop. Let Show Marty take a deep shot and pick it off. Um, <laughs> Show yeah. up drunk. Uh, do whatever we want. <laughs> right. Just win the game and then oh, go home. I'll every tell you, time, I'll tell you my game plan off air, towards Marty, James Salato, expect a tip so that we can actually catch the <laughs> interception. <laughs> oh, man. I think tag I think Sal in the booty because we know he gets excited <laughs> about that. Don't throw near Sal. Yeah. Don't throw near Sal. 
We we had no a game respect. we had a game plan for no you guys, respect. Marty. Maybe I'll tell you sometime. Yeah. Well, Marty's like, well, what was your game plan against Legends? Please elaborate. <laughs> Well, it's so funny. Marty and I talked after Sticky beat Legends in the regular season. He's like, well, wh- what's the secret? And all I told him was, you got to score every possession, man, because they're going to yep. score every possession. That's true. And, and then he did it. That's did. advice that Mike O has given to me about playing in D1. He's like, you just got to score. Don't <laughs> yeah. even worry about defense. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Who knew? So, um, I have well, honestly, yeah. sorry, one last thought on that. Yeah. Not on the game itself, but on the point you were just making there. I strongly believe that too many teams dick around with trying to get an extra two points from short distance. There are times where you need to do that, but the number of turnovers you see because people are letting a, a girl throw who's not used to throwing. I mean, there are some girls in our league who are very good at throwing, mm-hmm. but letting a girl throw who's not used to throwing or trying to force it into a girl in a scenario where you're saying, hey, you walk away with six plus one, it's a lot better than a turnover, right? Yeah. Now, you can be oh, smart yeah, and you far. can get the extra two points for girls a lot, and that's important. Obviously, scoring... And calculating those things is a large portion of what I'm doing right now because I literally can't play. Some would say I couldn't play to begin with, but that's <laughs> no literally what I'm that. doing. No, no one would say that. <laughs> but my point is that I think people overvalue the girl touchdown when you're close. Yeah. And they really try and force it. And you get those turnovers. I, I think Talent Juice did it, yeah. actually, frankly. It happened to us, yeah. Tried to force it to uh, Rachel on a couple of occasions. And uh, Rachel and Lauren. Yeah, it, it's tough. I think maybe if you can stack four girls out there, five girls out there, it makes a huge difference. But especially when you only have two to throw to, you know, you're limiting it. Just get the open person, get the points. I think a lot of it is, especially as you get higher in the divisions, you got teams like the Wanderers that score with their girls early and often. So right. you feel when you're playing them that you have like you have yeah. to match like in the game. It's, so I'm, I have not been a basketball fan for a long time. It's a different story, but when I was a basketball fan, one of the things that annoyed me the most about watching basketball is when teams go up against teams that are good at shooting threes, they start chasing threes, and it's not your game. Getting zero points when you're driving down the court is a lot worse than getting two. two, Just go to the the basket, get your two points, and keep the game close. You don't need to chase those threes. In the same way, you don't need to chase those girls. So especially if you're going to, yeah, yeah. I think great. that's one of Alex's great strengths. So I think he always understands the situation and he knows when to when to push for eight and when to settle for six. I think he's very smart at that. Yeah. Not, I, I not thought that was your job suit. to tell him when. No, no, no. <laughs> I I, don't, I only shout out advice on extra points as far as what to go for, and half the time he ignores me and goes for two anyway. So <laughs> Alex mean, knows what to. Alex he, doesn't, he Alex doesn't need any first, coaching. Then he looks at Dave. Baker I'll tell you, Alex doesn't need any. <laughs> Alex doesn't need any coaching. He is he's very underrated as far as his brain for the game. Yeah, oh yeah. Some of the stuff that he comes up with, like we. You know, we had some stuff that we did at the uh, at, uh, at the end of the game that was all Alex's idea, and he's just so brilliant the way he thinks about this stuff. I, I like to think that Rags is like one of the smartest guys that plays in our league, but I think Alex might be smarter on a football field, man. I don't know about yeah, that. Rags is shaking yeah. his head. I don't know about <laughs> that. I, I watched the end of the game, and I heard a couple of comments back of the like Alex's strategy and uh, Christine yelling at him about, we didn't have a play called, and you guys almost getting sacked and, and turning over yeah, on so downs. If you don't call plays, how do you know what his strategy is? What's that? If you don't call well, offensive plays, how do you we know do the strategy? We do call plays at times, but I think what we mean is we don't have a pro forma book. Uh, yeah, it's more just a, you come up and, <laughs> yeah. and you describe what And it's just like, look, this is, this is what's working. Yeah. This is what I see out there, so go attack this. But also, I think to... we, we should ask the person who would know the most about whether Alex is intelligence on the field, his dad. And I bet his dad would say, 
No, he doesn't go for two often enough. Yeah. Every single time <laughs> on the sideline. His dad is, is yelling, his dad go is, for his two. Dad, his dad, we could tie up a game, and obviously you tie up a game late, you go for one. His dad will be screaming on the sideline, like, go for two, two. go for two. Can you go it's for so three? It's so funny. And I, and I, exactly. If we could go for three, he'd go for it every time. <laughs> so I always have to be telling Dr. Bookless, like, no, hold on, this isn't the time for <laughs> and that. And Dr. Bookless is always like, get away from yeah, me. Yeah, he's always. Go for two. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got his ideas. But look. I love Dr. Bookless. You got to go for two. Oh, my God. He's an institution in these football leagues. Every time, indoor. Box of Gatorade. Always, everybody always, always has box the box of Gatorade. of Gatorade. Yep. Make sure everyone's hy- hydrated. Yeah. He's just as invested in the He's game. He's making as sure people are it's drinking cool. it at halftime. It's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure whether you guys realize this, but when Dr. Bookless isn't at one of our games, he calls Alex about what happened in the game afterwards, right? Like Alex literally talks to him on the phone. Saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is what happened. We did this. We did yeah. that. <laughs> He's into it. No, yeah. it's cool. It's very cool. See, I. Biggest fan on the sidelines there. Does he have his own sticky bandits shirt? He does. It says coach. coach. Coach, nice. We actually put him in a game one time. I did hear. I did hear. Yeah, about this, yeah, yeah. I think we got him like a five yard reception or something like that. <laughs> so he does. He does have a catch. Brother played. As he well. do, yeah, he does have a catch on record. So it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, he deserved it, man. He's been there for all of our games, as so, many of them as he can make. Anyway. So I had uh, um, a few. Uh, one other thing here. So what makes your guys' offense go? I think you've touched on it a little bit. But Mike, is it is it the females that are well, on your really, team? Our is offense it? doesn't go enough, frankly. Yeah. I mean, we have a legendary quarterback sitting on the sideline, and <laughs> we're using this chump who, frankly, is just he's too big. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know Lenny was. Wait a sec! Wait a sec! Wait a sec! Alex's last indoor season, he uh, he went undefeated and won a championship. Regs, your last indoor season, you went undefeated and won a championship. Also, is that correct? Genius. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. So I guess we got a, a bunch of depth at the quarterback position. Yeah. Equal. I mean, look, uh, uh, Carson Wentz. You know, is is obviously your guy's starting quarterback, but you definitely have a capable backup in Nick. Foles Every time right Wentz him. goes down, people think Foles. He's actually pretty <laughs> fucking easy. Yeah. I wish you could have could have shown your stuff this session, Rags. It would have been nice. Well, that's the whole point of having the knee surgeries is so he can come back in full strength. And he will. He yeah. wants to and come fall. back as a wide receiver. He said he wants to play soccer. Well, it's true. He's I do want to come both. back and play wide receiver because I want to come back and play for the Sticky Bandits. And when I come back and play for the Sticky Bandits, it's highly unlikely that I'll play as quarterback unless Alex has another child and well, can't come at all. Well, what, what we've typically done in the past is Alex quarterbacks for our team in the uh, outdoor sessions, and then Rags quarterbacks indoors. So this would have been uh, Rags' season to quarterback. Thank God it wasn't, right? <laughs> Don't shake your head at so me. So you're just going to be showing up at Alex's <laughs> no, house no, no. with like a box of uh, wine and some oysters or something? <laughs> Alex. Chocolate wine and oysters. Yeah. There we go. Let's That's go. That's it, man. That's it. Bow, Alex, buddy. Bow, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to drop off these gifts for you. And wait, Lindsay. wait, wait. Is his wife there, though? Yes, of course. Of course. Okay, that's, well, that's, that's it. That's the whole point. That was yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah no, he's, he's catching up. He's getting there. Uh, so, Tim, you asked a question about what I mean, makes our a, offense He's a defeated go. team, so well, I wasn't sure yeah. whether he's No, that's true. That's true. Hey, we're, Marty, before we talk about what makes my team so great, we should acknowledge your almost as good team. Um, <laughs> Totes had a great season, right? No, actually, Totes had a fantastic Totes season. Totes had a fantastic season. So, I want you guys, if people are listening and they haven't looked this up before, I want you to look up 18 and 1 Super Bowl song. You know what? It is an incredible incredible song. It's an incredible piece of music in general. It goes to the uh I can't remember who sings the song. Soldier Boy, somebody who sings it's the, that. It's um, that Shorty Got Low uh, song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She got low. It's uh 18 and 0, one more to go Super Bowl. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, so this song was literally, <laughs> I was living you. in Boston at That's the That's the first musical act we ever had on the podcast <laughs> No, before. no, uh, Brandon's rapped Cardi B before. Oh, you're right, you're right. Sorry, go ahead, right? I was Second living in Boston part. at the time, and they were playing this on the radio, right, going into this game. And obviously the Patriots lost, and Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer, and all things that we don't need to go over again. But I feel like that was totes season here, you know? You're 7-0, and you're going into this playoff, and you're thinking, we've already beaten them once. Mm-hmm. 
So what happened? I mean, I remember, didn't the Patriots beat the Giants in the last game of they the regular did. All season? They did. They did. Yeah. yeah. So, helmet what, catches? What? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we it was a back-and-forth game all game. It was a high-scoring game. I don't, I, don't think, I, I don't think there were any stops on either side, to be honest. Um, and it just came down to them having the last possession. Yeah. We left them a little bit too much time right. left I mean, on the clock when we took the lead. And I asked the question, but I actually was there watching the game. And I, I think that the for people who weren't there, I think the most important the, scenario was you threw a deep bomb yeah. to James Salato, who made an incredible one-handed catch, yep. and then got into the end zone. And it was a very momentum-driving moment. And then... I'm pretty sure the first play from scrimmage they had on the next drive mm-hmm. was a deep throw to a girl mm-hmm. or a deep throw to a guy who then Pitched passed it off to a girl, to a girl yep. to get eight points. Oh, yeah. And right I, before I felt like half. that killed the game. Yeah. That was like a, we've got this. Oh, no. They immediately have this right back. And, mm-hmm. and not only do they have this now, they're up by two. So Right. I, I don't know if they had the I think we led pretty much the entire game until the last drive. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I, mean, I, think I don't right. remember I think it was specifically, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we led – 95 percent of the game I need to fix that ride. scoreboard so when i walk in and i can tell what oh the my score god is. yeah i i and i love the sports the sportsplex i think it's you know the best indoor venue that we've had fantastic Amazing. that scoreboard is really annoying yeah you know it's just a couple of bulbs you know maybe yeah, just yeah. a couple of bulbs we should invest ourselves to get those fixed you shouldn't yeah, be worrying brutal. about the score anyway you just gotta play man oh thanks for the advice how'd your how'd your team turn out again well i don't know we never got to play you guys so well, well you lost to the team we lost all to i know is your beat, last so. loss was any, to us any That's other true. awards that you yeah years. no i'll get i'll give some awards <laughs> yeah i'll give some awards a much younger me i do want to in in answering that question about awards though i, I do want to answer your question you asked me what makes the offense work you know yes um so so it's a lot of things between alex and rags i i assume we're always going to have the smartest quarterback out there if not necessarily the strongest arm or the best scrambler or whatever we're always going to have uh some intelligence throwing the ball so that's important if people don't know yeah alex rolls right only right never left so you tim you would be blown away by the versatility alex has shown this session man he's he showed some moves did he look especially in that pick six and side chicks game man he had a great scramble at the end of that game that That was 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 scrambling to the right though it was scrambling to the right to be fair but it was a beautiful scramble to the right um so that's it that's that's where it starts but uh you talk about everybody else in the team so our girls are phenomenal so the girls we had this session were Christine, who I, you know, I, it, this is going to sound biased because she's my fiance. I genuinely believe that she was the league MVP. Take out the quarterbacks because that's a different uh, different scenario. Take out the quarterbacks. I think she was the league MVP this season. She I was could, phenomenal. I was. Uh, I have some ideas for talent juice because I couldn't cover her when we played you guys. Yeah. And most teams. Uh, part of me in that situation is thinking. Don't you have like P ninety X or something? I look, man. Sorry. I haven't. You, if you look at me and you look at when I was doing that, you'll notice the 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 difference in uh my my complexion. Uh, You're only getting fitter every day, Tim. Yeah, I would one would hope. Uh, but I had an incredibly difficult time covering her, and so going forward, I different ways we can utilize our girls just yeah. by the way she was running routes in that game. So so Christine obviously has been a great athlete for a long time. I think this was the best season I've ever seen her have. She was phenomenal. That semifinals game against uh pick six and side chicks, she was incredible. Uh, you know, the final, she was great. She was great all season. But it's not just Christine. We have Amy out there who's just an absolute monster. We have incredible. one of the best plays, either Pickens, toe touch on the sidelines, uh, the two first two plays that he had at the beginning of the season. But the pass to Amy in the back of the end zone. That saved our season. Video, away. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. an incredible catch. You we were down 18 nothing at that point. A, a loft up yep. to, yeah, it, yeah, you guys were down, down 18 by 18 nothing, and Amy had that back of the end zone catch. And who else can do that besides Amy? She's, I don't she's even know so if anyone else on your team can because she's m- taller. Maybe not. 
No one's that tall and can it's, jump it, that sure, high. Sure, it's not just height, though. I mean, she's just such an athlete, and she's smart. She knows where to go. She's got very reliable hands. And Sam is our third girl, and Sam is also phenomenal. Sam's game is very different than, like, a Christine's. But she's not only is she a phenomenal player, but just as a teammate, I'm just going to tell you a quick story here. Going into the Legends game, we, we talked beforehand about what our strategy is going to be, and we know how much speed Legends has. We figured they were probably going to man our girls. It was going to be really tough. Sam's very, very good against uh, a zone defense. She doesn't do as well against uh, against man just because speed is not really her game. She came to me before the game and said, hey, if, if it's in the best interests of the team, I'll just be a cheerleader today. Like, I'll just hang out on the sideline. If you need to put, like, Amy and Christine out there and just have them do their thing, like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I told her, no, no, get out there and play. And she did, and she played very well, of course. But uh, just the fact that she was, like, willing to make that sacrifice, I think that just speaks volumes. So uh, in going with that very selfless thing, I would say uh, Jeff Kroll is also falls into that category. I think I saw you play maybe the first series. And then I don't know if <laughs> yeah. you... Yeah, but that's knowing not selflessness. That's self-knowledge. Self-awareness. Oh, yeah, you know, I, know, I know my <laughs> weaknesses, right? <laughs> but there are people who be like, yeah. no, I'm playing in this game, sure. What, regardless of that. Sure. But knowing, like, hey, I want to win. I don't need to be out there. Let me yeah. get a couple of plays. That's it. And and then I, exactly. And I think we have a lot of selfless people like Sam willing to make that sacrifice. Like Chris Granditz didn't play too much in the championship game either because he was like, look, you got guys like Tiger and Brian and Baker out there. You got to maximize you know, some of their talents I, out I there. I think what actually happened is they said, you guys aren't playing. We need to put the best players on the field. For <laughs> I mean, this that, game. Might, that, might, that might have been the case. <laughs> that but was, That's a strategy they were there, talking there about. There was no bitching on the sidelines. I didn't see anyone complaining oh, no. about it afterwards. Everyone looked just as happy that they won the championship. Yeah, look, everybody every, Everybody contributed all season long, and it was just it's it's so satisfying when you don't have to worry about you know like selfish teammates. I played on teams before that had like you know we've even had them on sticky going back to some of our early days where we had issues with players that just like wanted the ball more, or they wanted a bigger bigger role all the time, and that's so frustrating to have to deal with. So I, I think one of the most frustrating things to see is when a team scores a touchdown, and a player on that team is annoyed that he or she didn't get the correct. Ball. You see that week in, week out, Absolutely. right? You see that happen. And to me, that speaks a lot to the character of what's happening in that scenario. Why are you not celebrating when your team scored? Because your team scored, right? I can understand to some degree if it was an unsuccessful play and you're coming back and saying you would have been more successful coming to me. Yes. But I definitely see people disappointed, annoyed, maybe even angry. I was more open than <laughs> Yeah. I don't and you know, it's just mindset, you know, people pay money to play in the league so i understand people being upset but i didn't see that at all from your guys team no and you won't see and you won't see it from our team everybody is you might see it i mean we're not all perfect no right i think we're all pretty perfect with that i think we're all pretty perfect with that (laughs) you don't want to say anything bad about your team well no i mean there's just i mean listen we've had people on our team in the past that i would have said those things about but i just feel like the current iteration of the team the people that we play with nowadays it's just it's very refreshing for me not have to not to have to deal with that as a captain it, it can be very frustrating to have those things happen though i do have on video the play that I just feel like you could have put in a little more effort to get to that ball, and then you didn't play the rest of the game. It was like a pass. That oh, you're you talking like, about the one that Alex threw to me? Yes, it was yeah, like yeah. a little bit short, a little bit low, a little yeah, bit low, yeah. a little bit short. Yeah, I feel yeah. like if you, I mean, it's a championship <laughs> game. No, no, I, pre- I, for I, that ball. I appreciate the uh, the critique there. I'd be happy to give a critique to your. What was your final record at the end? Oh, oh, oh no, trust me. Four and, <laughs> was it four and five? Look, I will say this. Well, I'm I'll give you. I'll give you some. I'll give you some some tips later. I'm not critique enough. Because I'm on this I'm on this podcast all the time, so no one ever says anything bad about talent juice. We need more criticism. I'd be happy more to no one ever says anything to. bad about talent juice. On this podcast, I don't maybe Marty every once they in a while. You probably do, but you're editing them out. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. 
Yeah. 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 Don't this, think this I don't think it's getting cut. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, any last thoughts? So obviously we're on to the spring session. We're going to be at Madai. Uh, I their am new, so pumped. Their new turf thing. facility yeah. on uh, Elk Street and Lee Street. I'm excited. I still haven't even been over there yet. Uh, but I'm excited that we get to keep Adolfs as our sponsor for the year. Uh, not that I have minded going back and forth, but I think it's going to be pretty cool to just have one location that embraces the league. And they hung the scarf up next to the Liverpool scarf over there above the bar, which to, is pretty to sweet. To the left of the Liverpool It is scarf, a Liverpool uh, uh, bar right here so yeah which is also now makes it a, a favorite of ragavan so Ra- Ra- there's a lot of liverpool bars because there are a lot of ragavan ragavan yeah ragavan i just ah, man i'm terrible just I'm stick English. with what you my know, mom was an English teacher whatever you too. <laughs> rags rags or rogs 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 rags is fine <laughs> or mug or mugavan mugavan yeah that's a, that's another too, story too for another day <laughs> uh, Muhammad. Well, I was a big indoor session. Uh, congratulations on your guys' championship. I'm glad we had Ragavan on for the very first time. Hopefully, this is not your last time being on the podcast. Thought you had some great insights and stuff, some good questions for Marty. <laughs> for me? Well, look, I'd love to come back and have a, a longer conversation uh, with Marty about things, obviously. but Maybe that's uh, for a different different venue if we can have. God, uh, I wanted I wanted on this venue so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I want your political I'm debate right on this. I'm gonna have to put an E debate. for explicit next to hey, it. We just I, yeah, I think so. Somehow, I don't know. The Sabers are doing stupid things now. The Eichel Tower grows by one. That's his hundredth career goal. How about by that? The way. Yeah. Uh, reminders: follow the show on social media at Game on Buffalo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can find our league res- reg- ah. League registration uh, on gameonbuffalo.com backslash leagues. Is registration still open for the spring? Registration is still open for football uh, and soccer on Tuesday nights. And keep your eyes peeled for the upcoming scavenger hunt. And softball and kickball leagues are going to be starting soon as well. Uh, Other than that, uh, big thanks to Adolphs for hosting us again tonight. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Amateur Hour. Presented by Game On Sports.